it's it, it gets real like i don't think it always has to be something drastic sometimes it is just hey guys welcome back to the you're not crazy podcast or maybe you are but you're in good company you are in great company okay guys so we have a very interesting topic we actually had a subscriber comment and ask us to talk about what it looks like to be submitted to your husband and respect your husband which is why we titled this what we did because we kind of want to know like we know some people it's a trigger word for them like some women here submit and like something in them just goes off oh my gosh it's like i'm not submitting to nobody i ain't nobody to rule over me <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and i can't say that i've never had a thought process like that before especially before i got married until it was like fully explained, explained mm -hmm. what that looks like mm -hmm. and what that means. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's it's different for everybody. And different cultures and religions see it differently mm -hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like some cultures, it's it, it goes real deep. Well, it's exactly what has been painted for it to sound mm -hmm. like. That makes sense. Yeah, like what people picture when they yes. hear it. That's In what some it cultures, like. yeah. that it, it very much is like that. Um, it's very though, much the queen off of coming to America. Yeah, whatever you whatever like. You like. <laughs> but also, it's like the the woman is over the household. The man kind of calls the shots type thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm in other cultures, like there are versions of it now that social media and like Instagram and stuff is out. There are people in some of those cultures that show it in a way that still is kind of like, oh, it's not as bad as it comes off to be but it still is a difference mm -hmm. when i think of submitting to my husband i also think about respecting him mm -hmm. but i don't see it as a way of me of taking anything away from who i am mm -hmm. i kind of see it more as just we're kind of going into our roles and how we like what position we want to play in this relationship and so but I do think it's a respect. It is a respect thing. But I also know that in order for me to fully submit to you, mm -hmm. you have to show me <laughs> that I can then I feel comfortable yes, submitting to you, which I think getting older and hearing a, a better explanation in church did help me with that. Mm -hmm. Because at first it did kind of come off as like the man is the head of the household so that equals he tells you what to do and you do it or mm -hmm. he tells you and the kids what to do where to be and y'all just do that and then when i got more explanation or maybe clarification is when i felt more comfortable with that idea and didn't feel so like oh but also too like people always talk about that but the scripture actually says the husband's head of the wife mm -hmm. And so you hear people saying, oh, he hit the household, which technically, if you have to put it in a perspective, yes, technically, he is the mm -hmm. one that is responsible for bringing in the income and, and, and handling. If you're going off of biblical, all right, just <laughs> FYI, we are five days away from, let me see, we are five days away from this baby being <laughs> here and he's doing the absolute most. Technically, if you're going off biblically, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, that's kind of what that is. But for me, submission is what submission looks like to me. And when I hear the word submit, I hear honor. Mm -hmm. I hear respect. 
And what does that look like? What does honoring look like? Well, honor to me is honoring the position of husband mm-hmm. of father. It looks like acknowledgement to say, I see you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Thank you for what you're saying. Giving reverence, saying thank mm-hmm. you. Acknowledging the sacrifices that are being made. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, you got to be worthy of that. So if you ain't doing that stuff, I can't honor you because you're not doing it, right? Which means I'm probably not going to marry you in the first place. And that's the other point I was going to get to. If if you are with somebody that you feel like you can't submit to, you don't need to get with them. Because marriage is, it is important. Submission is important. Um, And then what respect looks like is when we're out in public, I'm not going to be talking to you any kind of way. I don't care how angry you may get me. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to respect your position as husband. I'm going to I'm not going to make decisions without talking to you about it. I'm not going to say, invite all these people to my house without asking my husband. I'm not going to go out and spend $300 without saying, hey, babe, we need to get X, Y, and Z. Is that a, that's respect to me. Respecting that position. Um, because at the end of the day, a man who's disrespected a man who feels disrespected. You're not going to want him in Oh, house, no, 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 no. They got to be respected. And if you feel like you can't respect them, you don't need to get with them either. If you, if I look at you and I'm like, you just. <laughs> if you feel like you can't, if you can't respect them, or you feel like you could just do what you want to do with them, flick them like a little mosquito, you don't need to get with them. If you feel like They're you can't. They're just holding submit, a space. It's feeling it's pointless. Up a, yeah, I think too. But I think also, I sometimes the part of husbands love your wives as Jesus loved the church isn't also coupled with the whole submission lesson too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it comes off as there's so many duties for the wife to achieve and to do, and there's only one thing that the husband has to do. And I feel like in a healthy marriage, in some ways, we both have to be willing to meet each other mm-hmm. where we are. And I think also when, if I'm submitting to you, it doesn't mean that I'm taking anything away from me. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, hey, we both are strong leaders. We both have our own opinions. Um, but in what I'm willing to do is to say, you are the person that kind of is a tiebreaker or, you know, this is my opinion. We voice our opinions. We go back and forth. But because I trust you to make household decisions, then I trust you to also take into account my opinions, my feelings, you know, when you make these certain decisions. And the reality is, even though the husband, in, in some ways, may have the final say, a lot of times that say isn't made without consulting with the wife at all you know so i think too sometimes submission sounds like oh he gonna want me to cook for him he gonna want me to clean for him i can't say nothing i can't and it's like well if that is your idea of it i will say that it is wrong but also if you're in a relationship where you feel like that's going to be the expectation maybe that's not the best relationship for you because Regardless, y'all are not going to meet head to head because if he's requi- if he wants that and you're not willing to give that, that automatically right there, that sounds like mm-hmm. some deal breakers to me. Now, there's going to be some 
like things that y'all are not going to agree on that aren't necessarily deal breakers you might just be aggravated but it's not necessarily a deal breaker but i know like in my marriage one thing that we try to do and some seasons are easier than others is that we try to respect one another's feelings um emotions and concerns and we don't make decisions without one another um now if i need to stop by the store and grab like some deodorant i'm not gonna call him and be like can i get deodorant yeah, like no. i'm not calling for that but if it's like a larger thing or if it's going to like if i'm going to be getting home later than i normally would or certain things like that then yes i will call and be like hey just let you know i'm gonna be home a little later because i'm gonna stop and do this that, and the other now with the way our schedules are it don't pay him no never mind i really don't have to tell him that um, but just where we are right now, respect. it's just a respect thing. Um, and he'll tell me, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm running behind or I need to stop and do this. And my husband actually wrote a book a few years ago and it was a lot financially that he had to, you know, do in that process with the company that he went with. So yes, those are discussions, you know, when he wanted to get certain certifications or things like that. Um, yes, those were conversations. But if I'm honest, they weren't very long conversations because one, if you know my husband, the fact that he's attempting to spend money mm -hmm. that's larger than normal. <laughs> if you feel comfortable with it, dude, like I really have nothing else to say <laughs> um, because we, you know, pick up my husband about being frugal or whatever. But he is frugal. He is his very... picture is next to the definition. The word frugal in the dictionary, his picture is <laughs> he's just very conscious about those things like he's just like you know he he is over the finances like you know some women are like like i pay the bills i manage the finances no that's not my testimony no, like my husband takes care of all of those things because that's his that's his that's his strength you know and it's not that i couldn't but it's gonna take me a lot longer and it that's his strength. I'm more of an auto pay person. You know what I mean? I'm not balancing. It's just, it's supposed to just come out. And if it's there, it's there. If it ain't, then we got a problem. But, um, you know, those are conversations, but the conversation was really short because I was like, babe, if you feel strongly about this, if you feel like, you know, you're going to be able to like have some, have, you know, something out of this investment, then I trust you. And it was, that was it. Like that was conversation. But once again, we both came together and made the decision that we were going to be um not just trust one another but we were going to respect one another right and so for me it's easy to submit to someone who is not trying to dim my light who's not trying to stop me from anything that you know that of who i am now there are some things that he's like okay calm down like you're doing a lot you know or maybe you're overdoing it because you're wearing yourself out even though it's who you are you're wearing yourself out mm -hmm. that is different than saying like you know if you know that i'm a giver but now you've cut off me being able to give it all you know it's kind of just like okay like now it's starting to get into a place to where now i'm not able to be myself giving with restrictions or giving from a place that we can give right now where we are financially or where mm -hmm. we are with our family is one thing and us compromising and talking about that but just cutting you know what i mean like i don't think if it if it's harsh and just like that there has to be some type of conversation and possibly maybe talking to someone outside of the marriage that you trust to kind of help y'all come to a place to where y'all can meet in a in a 
not necessarily always in the middle, but meet in a place that is healthy for both of you to not have resentment, but be able to move positively in the right direction in your marriage. So, yeah. And what I was going to say too is if your response is one that is negative when it comes to the word submission, then I would challenge you to revisit the definition and really truly understand what that means to submit. Um, And then ask yourself, why do I have an issue? Why would I have an issue submitting to someone who I love and trust? And that's the key word is the trust. Because if I trust that you are going to make the best decisions for us in our household, then I shouldn't have an issue relinquishing relinquishing those things to you. Another thing I was going to say too is when you when you get to a point with someone and you're trusting them and they're handling the finances or whatever the case may be you also also have to know each other's strengths and weaknesses and if i know that's where you balance it out because if i know that my husband is stronger in finances then but i may be stronger with the organization right so then you all consult with each other to make those decisions about who's going to do what. And for some women, that's what I was going to say too. I would even dare to say this, and I may have some difference of opinion here, but I'll even say this, the idea of uh, cooking for them, making sure they have what they need, taking care of them, honoring them, if the idea of that strikes a nerve with you, then I would ask you to say, why? but why wouldn't you want to? Because some women say, well, I ain't no cooker. I ain't cooking for nobody. Okay, whatever. But there are women who aren't cookers, but they might meet that right man that's like, I don't know how to cook, but I'm going to learn how to cook for my man. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not the biggest cleaner, but I'm going to clean for my man, right? So then you have to ask yourself that question because for me, I was that woman that submit. Uh-uh, he finna tell me what to do. I ain't nobody gonna control me. You know what I'm saying? But when I met the man that I knew was gonna be my husband, I wanted to be his wife. I wanted to take care of him. I wanted to make sure he had what and he you needed. And you wanted his opinion. You wanted I wanted you, that. I wanted him to step in and take that role. You wanted the guidance and and it's not like a like a oh like I just I can't like it's not the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. It's saying I could take care of this by myself, but my man, right? My man can take care. And of I that. grew up in a household. I, I grew up. I had friends who I saw their fathers were very controlling, and I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about that because my daddy was not a controlling man. Now, when he put his foot down, he put his foot down, and we all listened. But he didn't. He wasn't the type of daddies that um was just he wouldn't tell my mama where you going you can't go here go that but my mama i also watched my mom consult with him Mm -hmm. and then i also know my mama was doing what she wanted to do she was handling stuff whatever and my mama is the one she does handle handle the finances because that was just her strong she's organizing and my daddy didn't have an issue with that but also my mama won't finna be out here spending money without talking to him and i watched my dad put his foot down in situations like no we're not doing that you know, I watched my parents make a lot of decisions together. I watched them when we would, when they would get a new car, it was something they did together. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I watched that. I watched when my mom would come back and say, well, your daddy's not comfortable with that, so we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. But I also got to see a healthy balance. I didn't watch my my mom be timid and, oh, your daddy. I had some friends growing up, and I'm like, dog. Like, they couldn't move without permission. And I'd be like, oh, this how y'all? I can't come over here no more because um, y'all got me scared. My dad was, my dad was definitely, like, once he put his foot down, he was very particular about stuff, but he was particular, I don't know, it's kind of funny, but, like, my dad was more so particular about, like, we are all going to sit down and eat dinner together, even if it's McDonald's, even if it's Taco Bell, it don't matter yeah. what it is, we all going to sit down and go eat dinner together, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so he would get upset with my mom, because my mom was social butterfly, and she'd be a bit at three different people's house. Or whatever. So he would get upset about that. But it was. But that's, that's more yeah. of a, a family standard. That was set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. You know. And he felt like that was a boundary that was crossed. Yeah. Which I'm sure that's not the language that they would have used 30 used years ago. Not. But Mm-mm. you know. But that's more of him just being like. Hey like this is what we agreed upon. This is what we said our family is going to do. Um, But. If my. <laughs> If, if I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about how my mom was. I'm like, there is no way my dad like was controlling how she be moving. Cause my mom be like, I'm gonna run an errand, yeah. And then six hours later, you know, you don't went to three different counties and all this, and I just be like, Lord Jesus. And but my dad would just roll his eyes. That's normal but, though, like for yeah. have a specific thing. Cause my dad didn't care about us eating at the table, but he cared about what we were eating. We went, my dad was real funny about what we ate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, we put up in just eating up. No, we're not eating that. No, this we're going to have for dinner. My daddy cooked for the longest. Like, so it's just funny, you know. My dad's definitely the cook. My dad is the cook. My mom can cook, and she taught my dad to cook in some ways. I don't know the extent, because I don't think he couldn't cook at all. But I think, like, there were certain things, because my mom had to cook. She's one of ten, and she's the middle, so... There was a lot of times where she was the one that had to make sure like dinner was done or laundry and stuff like that. So I think there's certain things that my mom just showed my dad how to cook or he watched and he just kind of took over because he loves it. But yeah, my dad, they both cooked, but my mom would much rather prefer somebody yeah, else my do it. My mama cooked. I remember my mama cooking, but I also remember my daddy eventually took over and was like, I got this. <laughs> mama, we used to tease my mama because she is not a good multitasker. And she would fry chicken and burn it. Everybody, oh Lord, make them burn something now. Because she'd be, she'd be off in law. Like, she'll fry the chicken and she'll go fold laundry. And she's like, oh, sure, you got the chicken. And then daddy'd be mad. You done burnt the chicken. Now we're supposed to eat for dinner. And they'd be like, Lord Jesus. So they crack, they're, they're a comical couple. But um, I said all yeah. that to say, you have to truly know what the definition is. And you have to define once you have the definition, you have to define what that looks like in your, in your marriage. relationship. Yeah. And or relationship. I wouldn't even say relationship. Yeah. Marriage. Because I, I ain't submitting to the boyfriend. Th- yeah, you know. You a boyfriend. I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but I, I really do feel no, like. a boyfriend is not worthy of being submitted to. There's a, And that's not me being like, ugly, but yeah, we a, haven't made that commitment. And I think that, you know, what. Submission was specifically talking about marriage, you know, so well, in the context that that we're referring to, like 
it's talking about marriage. You know, you're to submit to your husbands. Husbands are to love their wives as Jesus loved the church. So we're talking about marriage you know will you will you respect your boyfriend absolutely yeah of course you there's things in there but i don't think you would be date the dating phase for me in my opinion the dating phase is me getting to know you enough to know if this is a lifelong thing or a moment thing you know what i mean and then Mm -hmm. some people see you know dating and courting differently especially like looking biblically and stuff like that for me when i was dating it was more so i was dating for a husband i'll just be honest i didn't i didn't date for fun but i also wasn't hit on like that either so i don't know what that <laughs> looks like I, I don't know but i like when i did date in in a way like i am kind of screening you to see okay is this something that i want to do long term or is this like something that's more for this moment like you know i i in some ways i was the girl that would start like imagining you as my husband and stuff like i did all that little cheesy unhealthy stuff as well so but when dating my husband now it was like it was pretty clear like it was very clear like within a few weeks of us like talking Cause we hadn't even gone on a date yet. Just within a few weeks of us talking, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This mm-hmm. is it." Like, there's like conversation, and it was simple conversation. We didn't. We had like a few de- deep conversations, but your first few weeks, like you're kind of talking about like simple stuff or getting a little deep, but you're not going like deep, like getting ready for marriage deep. You just kind of like, you know, what is your favorite movie? Like, you know, stuff like that. Were things you like to do? Like, we were kind of getting to know each other. But within those few weeks, like I was like it. Yep, I can see and my myself. Story is so different because when Cody and I met, Cody was still nineteen. I had just turned twenty, and he was about to turn twenty. We were babies. And y'all were very much. And I knew I wanted a husband, and I knew when I met him, he was different. But I was also just now come out of my teens like I was a baby but I also was mature I was very mature for my age always have been but I remember thinking he different anyway (laughs) you know like whatever and it wasn't until we started dating seriously dating because Cody and I talked for a while before we like made it official um then I realized, oh, he could be, but once again, we were babies. So we dated for three years. So it's a little different. By the time y'all started dating, you were old enough to know exactly what you wanted. Slightly. And, well, uh-huh. <laughs> but you were at that point where marriage was, more. you know, for me, it was kind of like, okay, I'm still in college. Like I'm, I'm like freshman, so- sophomore in college yeah. when I met him and was still talking to other people and, yeah. you know, Cody we laugh about it, but Cody had no job <laughs> he had no car but it was something different about him, you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's just, it is a feeling and, and you know, yeah. you know and I think too, like, the question the question that was asked was what does it look like, what does submission and respect 
of your husband look like? And I think we painted that pretty well, yeah. but I think when you talk about respect, I think the reason why that is such an important word is because without respect, you don't get the husband that you prayed for, the husband that you deserve. You don't get that. When he is disrespected, he's not going to be his best. He can't show up for you in the ways that you want. And you're not going to, and when you're not respecting him, you're not showing up for him in the ways mm -hmm. that you would want to. I think respecting each other enough that you respect yourself enough to allow that other person to be their best in and the I best way that seen, they can. I have seen some disrespectful women. Oh, I mean, talk to their husband any kind of way. Uh, Tell them what they're going to do and what they ain't going to do. Um, but then it still expect them to bring the, the bread home. Still expect them to do. Now, I have seen women lose respect. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the point where you lose respect to the point where you talking to him any kind of way. And you, you really barely even like him. You might want to consider that marriage. Reconsider that marriage. And I'm not a big proponent of not telling people to fight for the marriage. You might go through a season. You might go through a season where you don't feel like you can respect your husband because maybe he did something that made you lose your respect. But you got to be working towards a goal. If you just sit there in that disrespect, okay. It's going to fester and it's going to get worse. I think the best thing, and I actually have been thinking about this, I think the best thing that you can do for your marriage, for your marriage whether it's in a good place or a, a bad place or, or whatever, the best thing you can do for your marriage is continue to work on it. And... Sometimes it is working internally, having conversations. If it's, you know, my husband and I have talked about this before. I don't think we, we still have one of our uh, workbooks from uh, marriage counseling, which we did like three sessions of it. But anyway, <laughs> from the third set of marriage counseling from the, the uh, pastor and his wife who actually married us, um, there was a workbook and we were like, we should go back through and like, answer some of the questions just to see where we are now but there are conversations that we have to help like continuing to work on the marriage because the reality is things change mm -hmm. you go through different seasons things hit you in ways you weren't expecting right. either one of us were expecting to leave our salary jobs with two small children that hadn't even turned one yet you know neither one of us were expecting to you know, not only just lose our, our leader, but for him to lose his mother. Mm -hmm. Neither one of us were expecting from for our finances to literally go down to a fraction to what it was while raising two small children. Neither one of us were expecting for me to deal with postpartum depression and anxiety and depression and anxiety before that. I just didn't know. Um, neither one of us were expecting things to take as long as they did. Of course, nobody could plan for a pandemic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A career change. Like, there's so many things that happen in your life. And when you're going through it with someone else, you have to take into account that when life is life and for you, it's life and for them as well. And sometimes it's life and for them because they're having to be there for you while life is life and for you. But regardless, things change, mm -hmm. like directions shift. And so you have to be able to come back to the table and be like, okay, we need, we need to redirect our focus or, like, where are we going? Like, is the goal still the goal? Like, what is the goal? Do we have the same goal? Is our 10-year plan now our five-year plan? Or is our five-year plan now our 10-year plan? Like, 
you got to check in with your with your mate um, so that you know where you are. That's the best thing you can do for your marriage is to continue to check in. Now, I know my husband gets aggravated with me because I check in at random times when we're supposed to be falling asleep. I ask him very random <laughs> questions and he's just like, I can feel his eyes roll without even seeing them. Like, But I feel like it's important for us to check in because things change. And like you said, you could be in a marriage where everything felt like it was going on the right track and then he made an investment you know, that you weren't expecting and it didn't, the outcome didn't come the way it was supposed to, then now he's acting funny. Then you looking at him crazy because I trusted you with this large sum of money. It didn't work the way it was supposed to. And now you all in your feelings, but things are still happening. I'm trying to hold everything up. Like that type of stuff happens to people every single day. And so it's, it, it gets real. Like, and I don't think it always has to be something drastic. Sometimes it is just, I thought my check was going to be this much, but it wasn't. And so now this month is looking a little, it's looking a little sketch. Like that's, that's, that's normal everyday stuff. You just, it, that things happen. The water heater went out and it's cold outside now. Like the air condition, things like that happen. And both of y'all done left the house, you in the middle of your day and only to find out somebody forgot to pay the water bill because it got whatever. Mm -hmm. So they didn't come and turn the water off. And it just so happened one of y'all had to run back to the house and go to use the bathroom and now the toilet don't flush. Mm -hmm. Like those are real life everyday things that happen, but how you address them, how you come back from them, how you discuss them makes all the difference. And I think you're willing to go through those like weird spots, those hard spots, those difficult spots, those nasty, ugly spots. If you're with someone that you're willing to fully submit, love, respect, and trust if I can do those things, we can get through those those nasty hard spots. But then also there has to be a point to where you, if you realize you've been trying and trying and trying and you haven't reached that spot, you might want to consult with somebody. Find someone that you trust, you know, that has a degree in it, um, you know, or has some type of accolade that says, hey, I'm here to help in marriage counseling or whatever. Someone that you love and trust or someone that you just trust. You may not love them in that way. Um, but someone that you trust that can give y'all counsel and give you ideas and help you through those hard spots because sometimes like we can't be too afraid to speak out and say that we need help because mm -hmm. sometimes just those moments of saying you need help can save your it marriage. Save so it much. really can save, it can save you, it can save your marriage. And even if it doesn't save the marriage, it can at least save the two individuals to be able to walk away with it in a sane mindset. Mm -hmm. Of course, the goal is to save the marriage, but if it's not in a space where both of y'all are willing to put the work in to save the marriage, but you guys at least want to put the work into yourself so that y'all can healthily split, split, either way, there's going to be a positive outcome. Mm -hmm. So. I agree with that, and I think that is important to check in. I think if if you don't, a lot gets left unsaid, and then miscommunication happens. And we all know when miscommunication comes in, that's that's a whole situation. Yeah, but I think we covered this topic pretty well. Um, the subscriber who asked for it, comment below and let us know if we answered your question yes. thoroughly. Um, and I think we're gonna end it here. I think it's a good spot. I think we can wrap it up here. We love you guys so much. Make sure you comment below. As you guys can see, we are willing to address topics that you all drop in the comment section. Yes. So let us know what y'all want us to discuss. And the next time we see y'all, like, 
She's probably not gonna look like I'm gonna be a mom of three. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be done snap back a little bit. You know, breastfeeding will do it to you. It'll, it'll get you right. Sometimes it'll drain you so bad you look like. I'm about to say, it did not do me right, but <laughs> we're just gonna. <laughs> we'll see y'all in the next video. We love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.